Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Worst Fans in Baseball podcast. Nick is uh, Nick is dead. Um, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to him. Um, he said something about going and going and fixing things over in Israel. Um, why he decided to be uh, join the IDF, we don't know why. But uh, this is. <laughs> From what we gathered, um, he uh, he's dead. We don't know. We still we're still getting live updates on the situation. Um, you heard anything, Josh? Um, last I heard, he was a freedom fighter for the People's Revolutions Republic of um, some terror organization over there. Yeah. He's not doing good work, but he is. Uh, he may still be with us. We don't know. I, yeah. My bet is he's buried under about two tons of sand. Um, it's incredible because the entire existence of this podcast, like 70-something episodes, we've routinely have called into questions his affiliations with Nazis, brought up his uh, grandpa's secret closet that has the loose fo- floorboards. It's, uh, <laughs> it's abhorrent. Oh, hey, hey, guys, folks, we have a guest today uh, because we're a real podcast. Because uh, we're just a bunch of white guys with nothing to do, we have our very own from St. Louis, Missouri, stand-up comic and Cardinal super fan Will O'Donnell. Will, welcome. Hey. Thank Will. you. Happy to be here, guys. Uh, Will, you wanna you wanna tell our? We actually have a, a over a hundred listeners. Uh, we were at one time. The uh, number one trending baseball podcast, Portugal. So, is there anything? <laughs> why, don't, why, awesome, why don't you? Man. Why don't you tell our I, that Portugal market? Yeah, dude. Why, <laughs> why don't you tell our Iberian comrades a little about yourself? Well, um, yeah, like you said, I, I know you from doing comedy in St. Louis. Um, and you asked me to do the Cardinals podcast. I was a little intimidated. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm a fan, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm smart enough to talk with you guys. But at least I'm on at a good time, man, because the Cardinals are hot. So they are. I listened hot, to the game today, yes, and uh, I just did not foresee a three-game sweep of the Yankees. Yeah, we suck <laughs> ass yeah. against the AL East, but the best team. So. The Yankees have been, uh, well, now I think they're five under uh, in their last 40 games. They're not having a good time since the All-Star break. Uh, I'm Josh, I, for one, am very happy that we swept the team Josh Donaldson is part of uh, for no other reason uh, than, uh, than Tim Anderson's own mental health at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man, it's a... Uh... First of all, we need to talk about Bader and how he looks like um, Jojo Rabbit um, with the new haircut and yeah. all that jazz. Oh, my God. It's a Ugh. sin. Have you seen this shit, Will? 
I haven't seen Bader's new haircut. No, oh, I guess my. he got the. Uh, He's a Yankee now, so he's got to be close cropped. Huh? What? What a yep. stupid rule, by the way. Like uh, Will was in it's the so Marines, so yeah, I know. Will was in the Marines, guys, so he's a uh, he he he's a Yankee, I, I think, deep down inside. But <laughs> hold on, let me find. <laughs> I me certainly f- can relate, you know, to uh, very strict grooming standards, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that it mo- seems kind of out of date a little bit at this point. Yeah, a little bit. It's almost cute to me, though. You know what I mean? It's like it's so it's so ridiculous. I think it's kind of cute. You know, (laughs) it it is what they did to Matt Carpenter too. Matt Carpenter showing up like a fucking Doc Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. He looks like a freaking malnourished Don Mattingly or something. (laughs) Yeah, stepping. Yeah, step. He's stepping in the box with his six shooters. It's like this. This box ain't big enough for the both of us, Yachty. Just shit like that. <laughs> I just uh, thought he looked like Tom. Um, yeah. I was just thinking that he looked like the uh, sex criminal from Candyland, the guy from Licorice Land. You know, the guy with the fucking thick ass mustache. He's red. He looks evil. And quite honestly, like I'm kind of scared of that game now that I think about it. Here, Will. I just, uh, I just sent this to you. Tell me what vibes uh, does a clean-shaven haircut and all Harrison Bader give you? Does this guy look? Oh my God! Yeah, this this guy looks like he really he would really want your kids to rush his fraternity. <laughs> so. he, he does look about nineteen years old now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he lost he lost six or seven years in age with that haircut. I think I saw him. Wasn't he one of these Covington boys staring at that Native American guy? Was that who is that who it is? <laughs> I think that's what he looks like. He looks thrilled that he had to cut his hair. <laughs> he looks he looks thrilled that he's a born again Christian again. So I'm <laughs> How do you feel about it, Will? Do you like uh, that Bader's gone? Are you excited? Um, are you are you sad? A lot of horny Cardinals fans are really upset that Harrison Bader's gone. I'm not upset. I liked Bader. I don't have anything against him. I mean, he was an exciting player to watch, and I liked him. But when he went out with that plantar fasciitis, uh, I mean, after a week or two, I was like, well, Dylan, like, he's going to have a hard time getting his job back. Dylan Carlson is playing fantastic center field. True. And uh, so when they were able to get a solid starting pitcher for him, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a great move. I mean, I'm happy with the trade. Excellent. Like the Cardinals are just so deep. They're so deep in outfielders. Even though Bader's great, defensively anyway, I feel like I'd rather have Carlson out there, you know? Yeah. Carlson's offense is more uh, consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably not quite the caliber. Nobody's. I don't, I don't think anybody's as good defensively as Bader, but uh, Bader's offense is pretty inconsistent, you know? And who knows yeah. if that foot's ever going to heal properly. Well, yeah, and you know, uh, center field's an incredibly uh, demanding physical position. Like, if you had to pick a, a, a position where I think guys um, get hurt a lot, I would probably say I would probably put center fielder up there. Maybe shortstop no vibes with that, but um, so to be able to trade an injured player and get a solid rotation guy back feels like a steal of a deal to me. Yeah, and he got yeah. a and he and he got a win uh, yesterday. Uh, Five innings, I think. Yeah. Five innings, no run. Cramps or something is why he left early. Yeah, it's St. Uh, Louis heat, baby. Yeah, man, you welcome got to St. Louis. <laughs> pretty much. Well, <laughs> well, welcome to the muggy Midwest. So welcome uh. to. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm sure. Uh, uh, 
what what what's i'm sure he's going to get like a good taste of like jack-in-the-box tacos and someone's going to eventually show him lion's <laughs> choice someone's going to take him to your favorite place will and that is that is a certain gas Quick station trip, yeah what can uh, our fans? What can you tell? Uh, this is only for our two Portuguese fans. What can you tell the Portuguese about Quick Trip? Uh, aside from that, it's the ultimate. It is the epicenter epicenter of freedom in this country. What? what, what? Well, I mean, the world's getting shaky. You know what I mean? I don't know what to believe in anymore, but I can count on Quick Trip. Know what I'm getting? I think they're secretly run by the U.S. military. Is what I love about them because they're yep. sending those people to boot camp. You know what I mean? They have yeah. yeah. They, they got every, <laughs> every quick trip's like a black site. <laughs> like, fucking UFOs under there making pizzas. <laughs> they, there was a guy in St. Charles the other day uh, tried to rob the quick trip and he got shot and killed. Really? Thing. It was his third <laughs> store. He robbed. He robbed Mobile on the Run. Then he robbed Philip 66, and then he stopped at Quick Trip. And a civilian outside saw him go in there and went in and shot him. It's like, look, you can rob other gas stations, but Quick Trip, these colors don't run. You know what I mean? This We're, place is holy. Hey, are we I sure? I think they threw him off an aircraft carrier afterwards. They yeah, are we, well, I was going to say, are we sure he was shot and killed? They didn't just bag him and take him underneath. And, like, whenever you go into that quick trip, you just hear, like, people screaming and agony. You're like, what's going on down there? But I was like, nothing. We're just we're just, uh, get, we're just getting all the, the, the pig in the blankets and the corn dogs ready to put out on the roller. That's what, and underneath, it's, it's, like, it's like Gitmo down there. <laughs> Some fucking manager with a beret is waterboarding that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Will uh, has uh, he, 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 are you still doing your uh, uh, little Facebook live event, the Willie Thrilly comedy? Yeah, album? I'm doing two. I'm doing two podcasts now. I fucking do. A, man. Uh, I do one with my a couple friends called Riff Laugh Love. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. R-I-F-F, Riff, Laugh, Love, with uh, Aaron Porter and Ronaldo Mercado. Oh, both those guys. And then I do my, yeah, um, and then I do my weekly Willie Thrilly Facebook Live and Instagram Live, which. uh, Josh, check out Willie Thrilly, because Will literally does this out of his work truck. And he'd be like, I'm reviewing taquitos from from Quick Trip. He takes questions. He responds. It's a it's a very good way to like the people waste their time on on dumb shit all the time. Like Josh, I play so many video games. People work up such a fervor to get mad at people on Twitter, you know, for anything. And I'm just saying, folks, cut a little slice of heaven out and just watch Willy Thrilly. Comedy. Every Wednesday at three thirty. Every you Wednesday I mean? at three thirty. All right, right. But steal an hour from your boss and uh, pretend to work while you listen to uh, Willie Thrilly. Go take a forty-five minute shit. Okay. There you go. Take a forty-five minute shit and try and try not to laugh too hard. People will be like, "What is going on? What is going on in the employee restroom?" And it's Willie Thrilly hour, <laughs> man. It strikes again. It stri- it'll cure your actually, diarrhea if you watch it while taking a forty. That's how you know you have a real job is if you've ever spent time on the toilet pretending to shit. 
Oh, that's oh yeah. Job, right? Oh, a hundred times. That's why I never understand when politicians are like, more jobs. I'm like, fuck you. I have three jobs already. Yeah, jobs I'm suck. I'm nine shits a day at this point. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like when people, it's like whenever I came out, I was like, nobody wants to work. I'm like, working fucking sucks. Like, can we, yeah, why can't a, we admit that? For you. It's I gay. never wanted to work. Right? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, as fucking uh, a lunatic wakes up, be like, I cannot wait to go work at my twelve dollar and fifty cent hour job. I cannot wait to do that. I cannot wait to make everyone happy when I go in and work here at the at the BP gas station. No one wants to do that. I uh, no. uh, that's was, why they give you money. It was like I was <laughs> yeah. It's like when I was working. I was working up here um, like last November, and I was out in Ellisville. And I was talking to a lady about, like, how, like, you know, I was making a joke, a uh, completely bad joke, by the way, but I was making a joke to, like, uh, her and her kid, be like, you know, rip that Band-Aid off. This kid ain't going to, you know, you may not get the job you dream of, all right? You may have to end up, you know, working a job you don't like. And this lady was like, uh, you know, I work for the housing authority, so I need people to be, you know, passionate about their job. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, you know. Really, it was just making a joke, and part of me is like really mad about it. I'm like, you work for the housing authority, which you know, God's work and all that. Don't get me wrong, but like, fuck you. Like, go over to McDonald's and tell people there, like, you need to be passionate about your job is what we really need for you to do. While you, <laughs> minimum wage is like the slowest form of suicide. <laughs> like, eat shit, Seriously. lady. Yeah, but yeah, working, uh, working sucks. Um, Willie Thrilly Hour, uh, folks. Uh, if you're not in Portugal, but let's say you're in Southeast Missouri, uh, Quick Trip is uh, is roads. If uh, if it was uh, if it was competent, is what it is. That's exactly what it is. There is <laughs> I can, roads uh, is like I, the I Skippy brand that. peanut butter, and 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 Quick Trip is Jif, baby. It is it is sublime. So if you're in Cape Girardeau, just head north to Herculaneum. That's going to be your first Quick Trip. There's a Jack in a Box there too. Um, Oh yeah, stop, stop there. Get you some taquitos. Yeah. Best one. I uh, although I did have one bad uh, one bad excursion. It was after Wildcard Comedy. Um, I stopped at the QT off Manchester and grabbed some egg rolls. It was mm-hmm. me. It was me and Thor, and we grabbed some egg rolls, and they were the oldest egg rolls on the roller, and we just <laughs> happened to grab them. It was like biting. It was like fucking biting into a mummy. It was terrible. <laughs> we were like, "Oh god!" And I've had, uh, dude, I've had PTSD. Every time I go in, I look at it. I'm like, "Man, I'd really like a hot dog." And then all of a sudden, I just hear the trees talking, and I see that mummified like egg roll, like wearing 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 a bush hat, and the screams of my friend as he throws it out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you know, uh, one of our knocks is that we're too much of a variety show. So I guess we can talk about uh, talk about baseball. Uh, yeah, uh, I really love that Harrison Bader trade. Look at this. We've come full circle. We are around. Uh, Will, were you invested in the Juan Soto sweepstakes by any chance? I was paying attention, of course, but I never really thought we would get Soto. You know, they kept saying they were involved in talks, involved in talks, and I was like, we're not getting them. There's no way. And what I told myself was, I'll be thrilled if we get them, but if we don't, I'll just be happy that we didn't trade away, you know, the next eight years of the farm system. So, 
Yeah. I think what it came down to is they just couldn't, since Bader is hurt and they wanted Dylan Carlson, they're like, we don't have anyone who can play center field if we make that deal. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, man, I would have, Jesus, I would have traded, I would have traded half the emos. And I would have traded away the hill for Juan <laughs> Soto, but I see like their logic going with it because the far it's not so much that I think we, you know, we draft like so I just think like our development system that we have down in our minor leagues is really really good. I think we take like players mm. that have you know some like adequate future value and really turn them into very serviceable big league players. I mean. You know Josh's jo- Josh's boy Brendan Donovan. I didn't think Donnie I Bats. I love Donovan, dude. Dude, just scrappy player, good utility guy. Maybe honestly should be getting the starts at second base over Tommy Two Bags and Edmund slide back in, just being a super utility everywhere. But you know Donovan, like I was like, where the fuck this guy come from? And like, no doubt, Josh was always a firm believer. You love that guy, right? This is true. Yep. He was uh, one of the prospects I named when me and uh, Nick, um, God rest his soul, um, me and him recorded one without Tom, and we went through all of our prospects, and he was one. Uh, for, I think Freddie Pacheco was maybe one that I had. And yeah, he's still down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm but. impressed because Donovan wasn't even on my radar screen until he's a major leaguer just smoking doubles every night, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know? Captain Clutch against Living. the Cubs. Just, yeah, uh, living so rent good. free, man. Just, uh, just it, it, just, just killing. Yeah, he, does, he just killing. does everything. Yeah. Let me tell he you, does what. everything. He takes the extra base, plays good defense, can play around the diamond. He's just play infield, outfield. <laughs> I haven't seen someone do that much damage to Chicago since Rahm Emanuel. Real time with Bill Maher and Will O'Donnell. <laughs> I love I love that dumb joke. It'll never get old. He yeah he absolutely raked against Chicago, and yeah God rest Nick Soul. Hey Will, what is what do you think is the worst way you can die? The worst way to die. Yeah. Oof. For me, my fear would be uh, get being stranded at sea. Yeah. Uh, just just out there treading water and knowing you're not going to get picked up oh, until you God. just drown. Oh yeah, it's just. It's frightening, and you know you're surrounded by the the deep. May never be found. It's just horrible, and you know that movie, The Perfect Storm, was the scariest. Movie. Yeah, that is an incredible. It's an incredible film. It's got like what uh, Russell Crowe in it. I think it's a Gus Van Sant film, if I remember. Like I uh, um, go on. Oh, uh, I was brain farting. You're thinking of a different movie, but go on. No, no. Wait, no. It's, uh, it's, it's Mark Wahlberg in it. It's Mark, Mark Wahlberg and uh, George Clooney. Yeah. It was weird, though, because they had Mark Wahlberg in it. There was this weird scene where he uh, kept screaming Vietnamese slurs for some reason, but uh, it didn't quite fit in with the movie. It, it would be terrible. I read this uh, short story one time called uh, um, Safety Tips for Living Alone, which is uh, about the collapse of a, of a Texas tower in which Texas towers prior before you had long range radar were these enormous like converted oil platforms that uh, had uh, had radar stations on them and we would put them out on you know out in the eastern seaboard out in the Gulf to, to 
tech incoming bombers in case we need to you know shoot them down and one of them texas tower four is off the east coast of uh, uh, uh i think it's new york connecticut area and it was built way too deep and way too shambly uh like people there would call it the tilton hilton that's what the u.s air force uh guys would call it there and they were in the process of shutting it down but they had a they had a sea storm uh, maybe it was a nor'easter, but it was a storm that came through, kind of, you know, per- perfect storm shit, and it collapsed the whole fucking tower and killed, like, 20-something guys on it, and so, you know, these dudes just down at the bottom running out of air, just banging on the, banging on these holes under 300 feet of ocean water, you know, being lost at sea, it's just terrible. And I bring that up because that is exactly how Nick Scarpacci died, guys. We just got the reports in. <laughs> he drowned... He drowned. He uh, apparently uh, went in uh, d- talking some shit he uh, in Gaza. He drowned. <laughs> he drowned. Drowned. it downstream. Oh, inside jokes. Anyway, so uh, pour one out for our buddy Nick. I'm drinking a Rolling Rock. That's uh, that's how he that's how he went out. He drowned out in the Mediterranean. So, but that would. But you know, an aside. That is a terrible way to die. Is drowning. Hmm. And speaking of drowning, because we're great at our segues here, how about uh, how about the fucking Milwaukee Brewers, guys? They had that Oof, NL Central yeah. lead, and uh, straight up Simon Birch themselves. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with it, but I I know it's a midget joke. So, <laughs> so we, well, no, the he's a midget and he dies um, at the end because he's trying to save a bunch of kids off the oh, school bus. So. Oh. He drowns, yeah. He drowns. He drowns. I have the book that's based off on the shelf. It's a John Irving novel called A Prayer for Owen Meany. And Simon Birch in that book doesn't die that way. He dies because uh, he joins the army during Vietnam. <laughs> he doesn't go to Vietnam. This ain't Forrest Gump. We weren't that desperate. Um, there is a soldier who wants to throw, who goes to throw a grenade in a, pi- a pile. Oh, God. In a group of Vietnamese refugees, and he deflects the grenade and it blows his arms off. So that's the kind of Simon Birch stuff I wish happened in the movie. If, like, he had a, you know, if when he went to save those kids on the school bus, um, he blew up. Is what is. This is, this is, this this is, is more, weird. We need He's to get a child back. when the movie, when he dies. Well, I mean, you know. Sacrifices have to be made. If a kid wants to step up and be a hero, I mean, he's got to make an adult decision. So, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, we're going to arm these kids when we send them to school. I mean, the least we can do. Anyway, let's get back to baseball, Josh. Stop stop belittling me. Um, Belittle? <laughs> uh, the Brewers have taken a dump, and we're sitting at the top of the NL Central. Guys, is it devil magic season? I'm loving it. It's time of the devil. Magic. I thought the Brewers were gonna were gonna kind of fade down the stretch anyway, and then they made one of the weirdest trades. I feel like everyone in baseball is kind of shaking their head, like, "What the hell did they just? Why did they trade away Josh Hader?" Um, so thank you, Brewers. Um, yeah. I mean, they were talking about on the national broadcast yesterday. They were like, "What? What are they? Like, they're not feeling good in that clubhouse." You know what I mean? No, they're not. They just got um, swept by the Bucks. And, you and know, then, shout out to our Pirates brothers out there. But, uh, rum Bunter. Rum, fucking Jesus. 
Hey, Nick's taking a <laughs> hiatus. We're not going to start needless fights on Twitter. But, uh, uh, yeah, Brewer's kind of sinking there, which, you know, when it comes to, like, relievers, they're way more expendable, I would say, obviously, than a frontline starter or position player. Uh, but I, you know, Hader had two god-awful starts. I saw his ERA balloon, like, four times. I also was very very taken aback that they shipped off Hader. And then they D- uh, DFA'd one of the guys they traded or got in the trade for him, Dillson Lamette. Just... They got him in the trade and then DFA'd him? They DFA'd him like a couple weeks. They DFA'd him uh, a couple days ago. I, oh, wow. I, so I guess... I'm guessing San Diego was just trying to clear like space, especially on their 40-man, so they just threw him in there. And uh, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, Lamette was, uh, was a high prospect filthy stuff but he's just been plagued by by injury problems his whole career and so they uh they they gave him they gave him the old big boot and so he's gone he, maybe the brewers the only thing i can say maybe the brewers know something about hater and they you know he did have those two horrible uh appearances mm-hmm. maybe they see something and i'm like and hey mate, let's let's dump him while he's while we can maybe they got away with something there we'll see i don't know yeah but um it could I be, don't want the yeah. Brewers to, t- to take a total dump because it takes pr- too much pressure off the cards, right? The yeah. Cards need to keep their foot on the gas. Yeah, we, know, need, um, uh, we they, need they need to win the magic. division for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very realistic now. Uh, it kind of goes back to uh, uh, to that uh, 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 that game where uh, Michaelis got fired up a little bit whenever he had time called uh, uh, and, got, uh, and got pretty pissed off at home plate umpire Adam Hamari. Um, and it just, like, the team was down. They were getting shut out. They were getting blanked, and then they all got collectively pissed off and then uh, and then won that game, and then they closed out that series against the Cubs. And ever since then, they have a lot more, uh, a lot more fire, it seems, underneath them. So this is a pretty motivated team, and it seems like Goldie and Arenado are clicking simultaneously now, too. And especially, you know, with Paul DeYoung starting to find his swing again, O'Neal getting Man. healthy at bats, uh, you know. We were, uh, we did That's a... That's huge. <laughs> DeYoung coming back and getting hot is huge. De- I mean, we, he, was the, he was the MVP of this Yankees series, I feel like. I mean, he had the game-winning big hit tonight mm-hmm. and yesterday. Player of the game today, definitely um, yesterday. Uh, or, sorry, the I day before. Speaking of not seeing things coming, I did not see that coming. I thought Dion was done. <laughs> yeah, I when he got sent down, we'd never see him again. I mean, technically, you know, he still can be done because you know, the, as great of a series he has, he's just he's still under six hundred OPS. He's got his average near one sixty. But like, hey man, I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's producing, even though he thinks the world is flat. <laughs> even even though. Uh, he has some bizarre beliefs out there. I am happy he's back and and producing. Is that I didn't know that about DeYoung. Is he is he active on Twitter? Does he say some wacky shit? Uh, Adam Wainwright kind of snitched him and out along with Carlos Martinez. It was during an LD, okay. LCS or LDS game. It was it. I'm trying to remember, Josh. If it was after we got bounced in the playoffs or if we missed the playoff, but Wayno went on TBS. And uh, kind of ratted out. It seems like we got guys on this team that don't, you know, believe and that think the Earth is flat. Huh, Mickey? Oh. Gorsh, Mickey. 
God it's damn. not a bad Wainwright. <laughs> it isn't bad. It, but, <laughs> Mickey, I killed those people at Nam. <laughs> Let's do the whole village. Anyway, um, <laughs> he he yep. snitched them out, and the reporters just kind of put two and two together, asked some questions. They found, yeah, DeYoung's kind of a kind of kind of he's a few crayons short of a full of full box. Let's just say, has has DeYoung always been this low emotion? Like I, I've noticed this weekend, he you know he's smoke smoke a double. Late in the game, that's the game-winning hit. Ends up being the game-winning hit, and he's standing out there on second, just blank expression, right? No, no emotion. Hits a big home run up in the Big Mac land, no emotion. You know, comes in, gets thrown out at the plate. Thought he was thrown out, but he was actually safe. He got overturned. No emotion on his face. Has he always been like that, or has he just like found some zen down in the minor leagues? You know? I'd say so. I wonder. Um, I don't think so. it's that. I think he's uh, got the. I think he's just got the uh, the 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 arrangement. Let's say the mental arrangement of, let's say Lenny from of mice and men is. What <laughs> his, his IQ is too low. He doesn't even know yeah. the game situation. Yeah, he's but like, Ollie told me hit ball hard. Hit ball. I good. Wayno, Wayno, <laughs> comes up and puts a gun to the back of his head. <laughs> so we're gonna live off the fat of the land, Paul. We're gonna live really? off the fat of the land. <laughs> we're gonna be in the playoffs every year, Paul. We're gonna be. <laughs> tell me, you're tell go- me about the World Series, Adam. <laughs> tell me, you're a gold glove. You're a gold glove shortstop, Paul. You're a silver slugger. You're a silver slugger. Tell me about 06, Adam. Tell me how he struck out Brandon Inge. <laughs> 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 Woo, I, hope he, I hope he found some mental, like some, you know, I hope that's part of his resurgence is that he sort of found some some peace between his ears. You know what I mean? I 100% They sent him down to, I 100% get a swing back, but also confidence. And it, you sure. know, you know, good for him when he was up here in the aspect of how fucking awful of a hitter he was. He played solid defense. He didn't let that part of his game I think uh, get flummoxed, but you know, um, I'm you know I'm happy he's back. I hope the good at bats continue. Uh, I hope he you know very so. Yeah, it's weird that I think we would want someone within our organization or team. I think to fail is all. Like there are certain guys I didn't wouldn't give two shits about. But, like, the reasons why I wouldn't like someone, you know, like a player I detested was Carlos Martinez. I don't have the same reasons for him like I do for DeYoung. I think DeYoung's just a just a goofus malufus. okay? I don't think of him as, like, a, you know, a, anything else other than that. So I'm happy he's back. You know, he's getting his reps. He's getting some good at-bats. And, and you know, I hope it... I hope it's sustained, or at least, you know, at the very least, increases trade stock for this offseason. Maybe we package True. him. So but. True. I mean, you know, you've got – he can play shortstop, obviously, and you've got Edmund who can play shortstop. And, I mean, you could even – Donovan's probably not a natural shortstop, but he could – so you, you've got the position covered. Yep. But, yeah, if Paulie D is hitting the ball like he has the last week, that's the – you're going to be starting him, you know. And yeah. Edmund and Donnie – Edmund's going to have to – yeah, dude, I don't know what's going on with Edmund. Uh, Edmund and Donnie are, like, the same in terms of, like, versatility. It's just, like, Edmund is, you know, faster. He plays way better defense. And I think Donovan is just a way better uh, better batter. 
All right. He, I think he hits better, mm-hmm. and I think he is his decision making when it comes to his ability to work counts and draw walks. I think are absolutely stellar. Um, that is true. He's amazing at working. He's got that Matt Carpenter. He's always in a full count. Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, and that's the thing I love about Donovan, and that's why I was high on him was because the dude hit at every level of the minors. Like, yeah, he's not a spr- you know a spring chicken you know, in terms of age, but. He hit at every level, and that usually bodes pretty well when you get to the show. You know, it's yep. not, and it wasn't a rushed, you know, thing with him coming up. So, and it was yeah. good to see because wow. he had sustained success. He didn't. I, I think when I looked at his minor league stats, he didn't like have like an insane year. He was constantly between about seven eighty and eight sixty OPS, but he did it at each and every level at a consistent. And also. Not only was he doing that, he was drawing a, a high amount of pitches. He had a very high walk rate for the minor league, so we know he's a guy who's patient at the plate. And if he, let's say, goes, you know, where he, he was on a cold streak, if he's a guy who freezes, he can usually find other means to get on base. I mean, he got hit by a pitch today, mm. you know, and he has the ability. He draws significantly more walks than Admin. They both have similar strikeout rates. I think, um, you know, Tommy's got a couple more – you know he's a, got a little bit more power than Donnie, but you know if you're if you're going to be in one of their positions, I mean I take the on base guy over a guy with a little power um, any day. I you know I think Don, Donovan has definitely earned being in the lineup every day, and quite honestly should probably be at second base full time. His natural position. Yeah. Well, and with the resurgence of a uh, Newt Bar, he's not going to get any corner outfield starts really anymore because Newt Bar's killing it. Yeah, that's true. That's someone I was about to give up on too. I was a month ago. I was starting to hate Newt Bar, but boy, he's come on strong. Oh man, he since, had some great plays in this series. Yeah, since the end of June, he's posted a one dot. He has been Lars Lars pants on fars. He has been. It's just fucking good. It's so hard for these guys when they're just not getting enough playing time. You know, it's yeah. like you have to be able to play every day through a slump. And it's like, how do you let that happen when you've got other guys you can plug in there? Yeah. So here's the weird thing when I was looking at that because I was thinking maybe he's getting more starts. And what turned it around is he was pinch hitting better, which I think still comes down mm. to obviously getting more reps. Because like he as a starter he was hitting like dog shit, but he was hitting like three forty as a pinch hitter. But then he had a string where we kept inserting him in, and then that success he was having while he was pinch hitting turned into when he was starting, and he snapped himself out of his slump. It's like you know mm-hmm. you have like an everyday starter, and they have like a terrible start to the spring. You know they you know after April they're hitting like one fifty or low one hundreds. And then all of a sudden, if you look at game logs, you look at any kind of player. Take uh, we're also a part-time Mariners podcast on here too. Well, they're my they're my we're team. We're not. But uh, this is Tom's thing. Or yeah, not. you know uh, my boy Cal Rally. He's got a big fucking dump truck. That dude's got a Tonka. You know what I'm saying, baby? He can hold a lot. He can hold a lot of rocks in there, baby. Let me tell you, um, a, lot of, a lot of mud. He uh, he, dumped, he mud pies. Yeah, he was hitting under 100. He was below the interstate line uh, for about a month, month and a half, and all it took was just a stretch. And all of a sudden, he's back over 200. And the same could be said of Newt Bar. He just needed, I would think, you know, that extra 50 or 60 a batch you usually get when you're starting full time. And he has seemed to have corrected course. Also, he made two like Newt Bar awesome plays. 
Newt Bar came in and had a big hit. I went, uh, I went to a game at Wrigley Field mm-hmm. back in June. It was my first time ever being at Wrigley Field. Um, huge bucket list item for me. I've always wanted to go see sure. a game. I happened to be up there on some other business, and the cards were in town. So, um, but Newt Bar came in, pinch hit, had a big hit, and that was when he was still. I mean, that was when he was really struggling. And uh, also Donovan, that game ended up having the game-winning hit, but. Uh, I think that might have been the beginning of Newpar's, the beginning of the end of his slump. But uh, yeah, I, don't know, I just wanted to bring up that. I just wanted to bring up my dream. I got to go to Wrigley, guys. It was fucking awesome. Oh, I How always you like go, the man. Uh, parking situation over at Wrigley. Just parking in front of random people's houses and paying some r- guy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I got lucky. I got there early enough. I was just parked on the street and and paid the meter, and oh, it was like. Nice. Um, They've got an app, you know. So I sat there in the stadium and I just refreshed it like every hour, every hour. Nice. And like, there's like a six or eight hour limit on it. So I ran out, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna have a big fat parking ticket when I get back to the car." But I didn't have a ticket, so hell yeah, dude, got away with it. You didn't have any like Cardinals memorabilia on like the car, did you? Oh hell no. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. That's why. That's why. Like, look at this poor bastard. (laughs) Look at this poor bastard. I would have been afraid I got a brick through the through the back glass. Yeah, just (laughs) a flaming, a mysteriously flaming brown bag that you have to stomp out. It was amazing, though. (laughs) Uh, I I I was I was amazed at how many Cardinal fans were at the game. It was probably close to fifty fifty. It feels like Cubs fans to me at the very least the second best rivalry. I don't think Yankees and Red Sox fans really get too rowdy and hurt each other, but like whenever they say show like Padres, Dodgers or Dodgers, Giants or Dodgers versus anyone, there's always like fights and shit. And you remember like that EMT guy or some shit like that? He got like fucking paralyzed that Giants fan at a game. Like just yeah. insane. I'm like the Dodgers and Giants. They get a little out of hand. Yeah, they get a little out of hand. This is why God Everybody needs to get paralyzed. This is why you God I mean? smote them with a fault line and uh, constant wildfires. Is why. This is why. It's, it's fun when it's fun when someone gets a beer dumped on them, but nobody needs to get beat with a pipe. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah, no, too far. No, unless it's know? a unless it's a crack pipe, because you know St. Louis, we like to party. So, but well, for sure, it's fun hanging out Tom, with Cubs gonna, fans. Though we sit next to Cubs uh, fans at a lot, you know, at a lot. Of, I've sat next to Cubs fans a lot of games. It's always real fun. So, what are you saying? I'm gonna Josh? have to disagree with you there, Tom. But I, you know, like I, crack. I would say that. I mean, haven't dabbled per se, but um, where I was gonna go, like Cubs fans are ruthless. They're ruthless against their own fucking kind. I mean, we can't yeah. forget about Bartman. They basically doxed the guy, and he had to move to Florida. Like, yeah, but like if he was a if being he was happy a at a game, <laughs> if he was a Cards fan, that wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, like uh, you know, it was all it's all in the past, Josh. We you know we've all do you do you like how do you do you do you feel that every German you run into is still a Nazi somehow? Godwin's law. Everything on this podcast comes back to Nazism. Because, you know, we didn't tell you what kind of Portuguese people we're speaking to, but they got some they got some traditional beliefs. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I think the Cubs are, uh, you know, I think the I think the rivalry's fine. I mean, I don't care how they treat each other. I mean, we're the... How, well, they're how ruthless, they tra- and when you, pl- when you play a rival, yeah. I mean, that just amps that up, so... 
Yeah, and we and we and we yell slurs at black outfielders. Let's you know, let's not. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're closer to Red Sox fans than we will care to admit. You know, so duly noted. My, Fair minus point. The Cards Cubs. The rivalry would be more fun if the Cubs weren't so awful all the time. You know, I mean, they had a, a good run there for a while. Obviously, they won it all in 2016, and it wasn't fun when they were beating our ass, but. Uh, it's not as much fun when they're so bad, you know. It's good to have a competitive like, rivalry on that, yeah. Right, right. When they're when they're like battling it out for the division, it's a lot more fun. But uh, well, the Ricketts family—it's definitely good to be on the Cardinals' end of that of that rivalry. I don't think it's much fun for the Cubs fans. No, um, you know, getting dominated. Yeah, especially this year, their uh, their ownership group with the Ricketts family are just a bunch of. You know, crooks essentially. They're terrible, terrible fail, fail children. And I know that's rich coming from a Cards fan because Bill DeWitt is also a hor- a horrible billionaire. He's second second wealthiest baseball owner out there. So whenever something comes up that is just expensive or that I'm not making money with this team, like he said a few years ago, he's making money with this team, just not as much as he wishes. Like but I think the Cubs the are. He has to meet. Oh yeah, he, our owner owns like a shit ton of Arby's. Will that's so you know? Oh, is that that son of a bitch is in our fucking city, home of the Lions Choice, the best damn roast beef restaurant in the Midwest. Will it has three items on the menu? You don't like that? Get the fuck out of here! And this son of a bitch <laughs> has the gall to own all these Arby's. Get him out of here! But unbelievable. The Cubs, I think, are just kind of plagued by a, a greedy ownership group. I think, and it's really unfortunate how they just dismantled their core. Because even though they won it all in 2016, I really liked their team. They were a likable, like except for who was the shortstop, Addison Russell, who you know beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Aside from that one, aside from and, you know women, <laughs> women like to talk a lot. You know, again, we got to appease our Iberian or Portuguese fans for some reason, <laughs> but. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> God, did the did the cards dodge a bullet when they didn't sign Jason Hayward? Oh yes! Oh my God! And how I heartbroken we were that he went to the Cubs. He was and they so, locked him up. He was so good that one year we had him too. And then he gets that twenty plus yeah, mil uh, 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 twenty plus mil uh, contract, uh, and just God, became so yeah. average. It's a bummer because he's cool. God damn. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's, he's a, I mean, I think his career average is going to end up being around like 200 or 210 or something. Yeah. He just can't hit for shit. He used. Plays great defense still. Has a great arm. Phenomenal defender. Phenomenal. Golly. Oh, oh God. He can't hit for shit. Remember this Jason Hayward callback. Uh, I don't know why I remember this. Matt Carpenter hit a home run and Hayward went to rob it, caught it, and dropped it out of his glove for a tater. And I don't know why I remember that about him because it just of all the Jason Hayward plays, of course I remember one where uh, you know he kind of flubs one, taking away a run, and he just drops it, and Carp gets a homer on it. So. I thought oh. you were going to talk about how that one guy on Twitter was uh, saying oh. that Yachty's not a Hall of Famer because Hayward has a higher WAR, and you're like, you know about baseball. <laughs> oh God, yeah. hey, you, you, let's you know you want to hear what the youngins are talking about, Will. Want to hear some get Go off ahead. my get off my lawn, <laughs> get off my lawn baseball analysis? How deep are you? Uh, have you fucked around with sabermetrics? No, not advanced really. Advanced analytics, Will. 
they have a stat that's really popular now. It's wins uh, wins above replacement. So basically, it calculates okay how yeah. much the value. I'm familiar the, with that. The, yeah, the when you asked value. if I knew about it, I'm like. It's it's mysticism to me. No, you know no, I mean? no, no. I almost I almost panicked recording this podcast because I wasn't sure I could plug in a microphone and talk into it. No, no, you're <laughs> like no, you're good if I you can't do sabermetrics. But okay, you're good if you don't know what it is. First off, you have a job, a career. You mow your lawn and it looks good, and you're getting pussy. Okay, you're not like us. You're not you're not goblin people that like to do math. Okay, so you're 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 a normal creature. Okay, um, so. Um, oh shit! Where was I going when it came to the war thing? We were talking about Jason Hayward, and we we're talking about like wins. Yeah, above. Oh yeah, no. the guy. The guy was saying because Jason Hayward and Yachty have similar war. Yachty Yachty or Molina is not going to be a Hall of Famer because they play the same position, and and both and both have somehow have they both have had similar impacts on the game. Just an obnoxious thing. Um, Let's let's move it to this though, because there's a question you wanted to ask Will as we get into the last part of the pod. Um, Josh has a very good question for you about because you know we we're talking about great Cardinals moments. The one I experienced was uh, when me and uh, Ryan Dalton, uh, good good fan of the pod, friend of the pod, friend of Will, fellow comic. We bought uh, right. we bought uh, we uh, bought these like five dollar fire sale tickets before uh, for uh, I think the 2019 season, and it was when it was April and it was 30 fucking degrees, and we went to five straight games, and because no one showed up, we would get down on the dugout and just talk shit, and we had a series against the Brewers in Carp, and it's late at night, it's like freezing temperature about to go in the extra carp hits a fucking walk off and just tucks it underneath just tucks it over the corner outfield wall and it's just so much fun just the kind of thing that just makes you happy to like embrace baseball so josh has when it comes to these good moments josh what do you got for will you're talking you're bringing it up yeah so um basically i was thinking you know like what's if, if you can think of a given moment or maybe like a season or a time in that season when like that's solidified your Cardinals fanship. Like for me, it was the 04 NLCS game six when Jimmy Ball game hmm. hit a walk off against the Astros. Like I remember that night. That's, yeah. Uh, great. That's the first, that was the thing. First thing that came to mind. I'm like, that's maybe my favorite hey. home run ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that, that home run. He was so pumped. And then he went and fucked a waitress at Shannon's. I love him. <laughs> 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 yeah i just I remember that night fan for a lot of years at that point of course mm-hmm. i think i'm significantly older than both of you guys but um oh yeah that's one of my all-time favorite cardinal moments for sure i can see it in my mind too right yeah jimmy's beautiful uppercut swing and he just drops the bat and puts his hands up you know oh um, yeah jimmy's a hall of famer God, it's just a great. matter of time before a veterans committee puts him in but jimmy's a hall of famer that was such an awesome he's moment. He was he's still one of my all time favorite Cardinals. Just so so fun to watch every night. Oh god, know? do you have opinions on him when he joins the the broadcast booth? <laughs> I don't have tons of he doesn't annoy me too bad because I usually listen to the game. I'll listen yeah. to the audio mm-hmm. and then like watch the clips on my phone. So I don't watch him that often. But uh mm-hmm. he does annoy me a little on there. Do you like him? A lot of people I, love him. They say he's a great 
I no, I like I like Jimmy. I like I pretty much like everyone in the broadcast booth. I make fun of them. Like we have a running bit on the on the show where we talk about Brad Thompson and how much he thinks his kids are ugly. Uh-huh. Hey, Danny, that was an <laughs> awesome play at the plate. There is a I don't know if you saw umpire Ed Hickox got hit in the face with a foul tip off a of Ryan Helsley fastball. And let me tell you something else that looks like it's been hit in the face by a. F- Hundred mile an hour. Fast. That's my ugly ass kids. You know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> my my six year old daughter Maria. Let me tell you, she's, yeah, uh, I she's rough. I can't remember how I manifest that. It was like I always know. Like Brad is like really self deprecating. Yeah, he's got a good sense of humor. And then like it showed like they showed like his kids and he made like a joke. He's like, oh, I don't know how I made them. And then all of a sudden it clicked. I'm like, he just thinks his kids are ugly now. <laughs> like, I'm sure his kids are fine. His kids are wonderful people. But it's just funny to me for him to like, let me tell you one thing, Danny. These kids are a war crime. We need a we need to bury them in lime, pour lime on their bodies. They're an abomination. They're an affront to the existence of God, Danny. <laughs> but, fucking um Okay, so Josh has this 2004 oh, let, NLC. Let me circle back to your. I have a better, a better, a better answer for you though. Ooh, okay. I think so. I I grew up watching the Cardinals, loving the Cardinals, of course. But like, I missed the 80s. Right, I was too young to enjoy the 80s. Yeah. In the 90s, the Cardinals stunk. So in the, the 90s, Tory I was collecting baseball cards, loving the loving baseball, but the Cardinals stunk. And then I think the year that I really got back into it was like 96. That was Larusa's first year. Came over. Yeah. Larusa came over, and they got veterans. They got guys like Gary Gaetti. Oh God, the rat! And, uh, I can remember Gaetti hitting a home run like in an NLDS game, and I was just like so pumped. Like I couldn't believe that the Cardinals were in the playoffs, winning playoffs games. Because now we kind of take it for granted that the Cardinals are good every year, and they're in the playoffs every year. But like in my developmental years, the Cardinals stunk. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I was coming of age in, in in like their worst decade, and so in the '90s when Larusa came over, in '96 when Larusa came over, that was when it really solidified for me. Oh God, that year exciting. we had uh, Stottlemyre. That was the year we had like a healthy yeah. Donovan Osborne. We had the Bennis brothers, and we had you they know, brought like Mike Morgan from Oakland A's over with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then of course McGuire came over a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we McGuire had, showed up in '97 or '98 or whatever. Yeah, in '97 uh, we had uh, we had Eckersley from '90 in '96 and '97 as well. Man, that was. And then we got that three games to one lead on the fucking Braves, and then they trounced us and so, blew it. It's funny you bring up Gaetti because he was he's like my earliest memory of becoming a Cards fan because my dad would get mad at him all the time and because i was like five six years old i would hear i don't know why but it's because i think guy is just a cartoon kid name when it's just my first my introduction into hearing someone with an italian surname is all it was my first <laughs> <laughs> and so like that's Gary like my spaghetti. Early, Gary, mama mia that's what he would say every time he would he <laughs> he couldn't hit sometimes because he had a gold chain and all it was so um but uh like my earliest man i went to a game where eli marrero got a walk-off hit and it was in willie mcgee's last season and he and Willie got like an infield single, old ET, and Eli walked him off. But my favorite nice. moment, you know, really as a kid, because uh, you know the only the only thing like I had in common with my dad it was sports, 
and we went to the game. I think it was an 06 against the Reds. It was a game that Pujols hit three three tanks, and the third one was a nice. walk off off David Weathers. And as soon as he hit it, my dad's like, "We're heading to the car." And then as soon as he hit it, he's like, "That's a winner!" I'm like, "Nice!" And that was such a <laughs> such an awesome moment. That was a wonderful Cardinals experience. So there was another one. Uh, we're just sharing. Let's just get nostalgia. Josh, I went to a game in '04 where uh, Carpenter, where Chris Carpenter, had a shot to uh, tie, I think, the National League consecutive strikeout record, and he was going up against uh, okay. the Cubs. And Sosa hit a home run. He struck out like the first. He struck out seven or eight in a row at one point, and then just lost control on it. But I remember like Greg Maddox being in center field, and uh, this old guy down in the center field was just giving it to Maddox. I was like, why is this guy so mad? And he's like, Maddox wouldn't throw these kids a ball. I'm like, what? And I'm like, you know, 12. I haven't seen somebody this mad. And then this guy just turned. He's like, Maddox, you bum! These kids are Cubs fans! <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Bringing the children into it. Maddox, you're a bum! <laughs> just insane joke. Dude, I went, to, I went to a game when I was like, maybe 11 or something mm-hmm. at the height of like my baseball card loving, you know, uh, and we, you know, I'd only been to two or three games and sat in the nosebleeds, but like a friend of a friend had some badass tickets and we sat right down behind the dugout and we're down behind the dugout before the game starts. And we're talking we're you know, we're asking the players, Hey, can we get an autograph? Can we get an autograph? And guys like to date this, it was like guys like Bryn Smith are coming over and, and signing autographs for us. And, and the kids are hollering <laughs> and Tom Peck, Yep. Tom Pagnazzi comes out of the dugout, and I swear to God, he goes, Hey, don't you know you're supposed to leave the players alone before the game? And one of the dads... <laughs> fucking nart. In front of all fucking these tattletale. Kids, one of the, <laughs> dude, one of the dads in front of all these kids just goes, Go fuck yourself, Pags. <laughs> just, just shouts it. Go fuck yourself, Pags. That rules. And Pags just turned around and walked away. Just walked, just shook his oh head and walked God, away. Oh, my God, what a beta. Awesome. This fucking Giga Chad. <laughs> this Giga Chad with a beer belly probably has his gut out sticking out of his fucking, fucking collared shirt. That's just like... in there holding a beer. Go I'm fuck just, yourself, Go fuck pags. yourself, Pags. <laughs> I'm just imagining it's like those guys when the Rams first came back to St. Louis and then they were playing games at Bush Stadium at first and then there was the two dudes, I have a photo of it somewhere in a book, and there are guys wearing watermelons on their head. Oh, God. Do you know what, have you seen this photo? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's no, like, no. These two gigachads wearing like Oakley-like sunglasses almost and they just have fucking watermelons on their head. And yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's what I imagine, you know? Uh-huh. That's so awesome. Jesus. Uh, it was a beautiful moment. God almighty, what a fucking... What a ball, <laughs> the, the giant metallic balls on that dude. That rules. And Tom Pagnazzi being like, oh, I've been defeated. And he probably like went 0 for 4 that night or some shit, and he just thought of this... <laughs> <laughs> this, this fat fucking bricklayer. <laughs> a union man, might I add. A teamster. I'm not a baseball some player. Some fucking pipe fitter just put him in his place real quick. A real working Joe. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. What a great, what a great story. Well, uh, you know. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. See if you guys uh, had any stories about like 
things that they put up on like the scoreboard between innings because like i have one when one time i was like eight or nine i actually it was at new bush so i was at least like 10 or 11 and um they were doing the kiss cam and then it went to this guy and this girl and he like it went to that he grabbed the chick's back of her head and then just like manually pulled it down to his crotch like she was sucking him off for the kiss cam i was like that's awesome and my dad who is a homosexual man was just shaking his head he's like that's nasty So yeah, I was like, "You're just not cool, Dad." That was awesome. Yeah, like, at, as know. soon as as soon as he does it, the t- the fucking jumbo or the fucking jumbotron has like dudes rock on it or something like that. <laughs> the night the nineties were a wild time. Let's just be honest. When it com- when it comes cool to guy tre- alert! Cool guy alert! Guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, Eric Clapton. <laughs> Eric, Eric Clapton blues riff from Lethal Weapon. Fucking a. I- <laughs> I did the, uh, they did like a trivia thing on the Jumbotron one time, mm-hmm. answer these questions about Budweiser or something, and it was like, and I won. I freaking oh, won. And they were, shit. Uh, and then, so you had to put your phone number in there, right? And so I get a text, they're like, come down to customer relations and claim your free tickets. So I, I couldn't believe it. I went down there and I waited in line behind a guy, and there was a guy at customer relations and he was complaining. He was making a big fuss because... It was it was free giveaway day, and he came in with his wife, and she was pregnant, and they said, "Hey, can we get you know an extra giveaway for the baby?" And they were like, "No, it's only it's only for like you know paying you know no, you can't. There's two of you. You get two things." And the guy was throwing a fit. He was like, "We're very active in the St. Louis area pro-life movement." McCloskey's. Yeah, yeah. that's how the pro-life. And wrote, and this is. And I said to, I, I swear to God, I said to the guy, I go, dude, you're a fucking asshole. Hell yeah. And he turned yeah. around, he goes, excuse me, and I go, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and the ladies gave him his, they they just gave in and gave him his ticket, and he walked away. What a but what a fucking. I did manage dick to up. call him an asshole. No, you, right? dude, you did. What you I did said to him was, no, and I said, here's what I said to him. I said, you're a fucking asshole, and he goes, excuse me, and I go, you're a fucking asshole, and he goes, what? And I go, where's your ticket? I go. You can have the giveaway, show the ticket, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can get an extra thing. Pay the extra ticket for the extra, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get you, a free your meal. Wife and, and the third uh, ticket. Yeah, you know what I mean? You don't get a free giveaway. So. Will O'Donnell. If you're on an airplane, they don't give you an extra meal because you're pregnant. You know, it's that's not how it works. Will, I blame you because that, yeah, that man was clearly Eric Schmidt. And this you got us in this mess. <laughs> Because he took I that to, I'm gonna become. <laughs> Damn it. I'm gonna become Missouri's attorney general and pass draconian abortion laws, all because of some <laughs> some Forrest Gump-looking motherfucker told me I couldn't have an extra giveaway for my ugly ass kid, for my ugly freaking child. <laughs> that rules. Will's a Chad. Hell yeah. Oh, that's Dude. awesome. Well, we're hitting the hour mark. Let's uh, we can wrap it up. Um, what? what yeah. Else? What do you have to plug, Will? Yeah. Well, before he uh, plugs, let's let's get this one in before we move to plugs and and wrap it on up. Wrap it on up like prime. Roger. Night. You know what I'm talking about, baby. Well, what do you what, what do you what do you see the for the re, for the Cardinals' future the rest of the season? What what you have a prediction, a bold take, some hopes, some concerns? What do you got? Um, it's not too bold to say I think they're going to win the division. Yeah. Um, I think they should win the division. 
Um, and then, you know, I'm not that bullish about them going. I mean, you got to beat the Dodgers, you got to beat the Padres, and then if you're lucky enough to do both of those things, you got to beat, presumably, I mean, once they get in the playoffs, it's super tough. So I'm not going to make any bold predictions about them going deep in the playoffs, but. Mm-hmm. Um. My my bold as bold as I get is they'll win the division. I'll be very disappointed if they don't win the division. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, all right. I'd agree with that. And uh, yeah, I know you plugged at the beginning, but uh, what do you got coming up? Um, I'm in the helium contest this week. Hell yeah. Um, I guess the main thing I'd want to plug though is just my is the podcast Riff Laugh Love. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. Riff Laugh Love. The grocer's freezer. On Anchor, it's, uh, Apple. it's a good time. It's just just three idiots uh, talking about anything and everything. Much less focused and concentrated than this podcast. This podcast has a, a, a subject, and you guys stay on task. We're just. Man, we're on our best behavior. Yeah, we, we don't have yeah. Nick to do the dumps and the audio. That, no, no, no. Let's, <laughs> that is. Thank you for the kind words, Will. That is. Oh, well, you guys are dude. legit, man. You had, like, you had Dan Buffa on last week. We did, you yeah. You know, you asked me to be on, and I went and I went and listened to a couple. I'm like, oh, geez, you guys got Dan Buffa, and now you're going to have me? This Oh, shit. I don't know. Hey, you opened you for Dusty Slay. I got to see you live at the Laughing Gas Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed oh, with your nice. set. Oh, nice. You were there? Yeah, I was, because Dusty, he, he started popping into my Facebook algorithm for videos a bunch, because I watch a ton of, I'm a comedy nerd, so I think that's why me and yeah, Tom he's get great. along. And yeah, so I was like, well, I'm going to go see the show and I get free tickets through Tom and I had a couple friends. I was like, this is probably the best comic we've had at this comedy club since its inception. Like he's a, you know, a headline, you know, a big time headliner, probably Mm -hmm. Ian Bag second when we had him. I'm opening for him again in two weeks in Kansas City. Fucking A. Awesome. uh, What's the club they got there? Is it Looney Bin or something? Uh, no, in Kansas City, I'm going to be at the Improv. Nice. Improv in, uh, okay. Kansas City. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and, so, folks, if you're listening to this here in St. Louis, Will's very active up there. Uh, well, you hit up, like, uh, you're going to be performing at Helium. You still hit up Funny Bone. You hit up any uh, I'm at the Funny Bone quite a bit. You still have any of the indie mics that go on up there? Yeah. I mean, I'm all over town, you know. So Christ. A lot of the indie open mics, I'm, I'm bouncing around. What's your, uh, before we go, what's your favorite bar mic up there right now? Probably Monday nights at Big Daddy's, which is a Cardinals bar. Nice. You know? Where are they out at? Soulard, Monday nights. Um, is that down? Where, what was what, uh, Josh Sloeb had a. It's in Soulard. I might have my ad. Josh Sloeb had one. I thought that was off Soulard, but it was really downtown, downtown. Am I thinking the same area? Is that the around the yeah, same place? Yeah, that, that was a short lived one, I think, down in Soulard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, but you can you can come do the open mic on Monday night and then you know take the shuttle to the Cardinals game. That's fucking which cool. I've actually done. Yeah, our my my yeah. go to when I go up there is uh, hit that place up. Go to like eighteen sixties. That's a interesting interesting bar uh, or Venice. That's up in the area. They're really nice. But I'll definitely hit up Big Daddy's. So, all right. Well, uh, folks, catch catch Will O'Donnell with the R- Willie Thrilly Comedy Hour or the Riff Laugh Love podcast. He's going to be performing around. 
Uh, Will, we, as is custom, because we are a uh, hate group first, comedy group second on this podcast, <laughs> uh, we always nice. we always ask who we're fucking tonight. And aside from saying fuck Mets fans, uh, wh- what what's the consensus, guys? Who we fucking tonight? Hmm. The, what was that? What was that umpire's name? Ed yeah, Hickox. Oh man, Ed. he has a history of uh, bad concussions, and uh, I was surprised he stayed in after that foul tip. I, when I was uh, working up there in June, I did a game uh, in Ladue and took like ninety-five plus off the mask and had to go to the hospital. I am, hey, you know, shitty calls aside, dude, you should have fucking gone to the dark room after that. That was brutal. But uh, he missed, I was counting on StatCast, he missed uh, over 20 calls in the first five innings. It was, it was. He was having a rough day. It was, yeah. I feel bad saying F him, though, since he, he did take one to the face. I feel like he kind of got, he kind of got his karma taking one off the face. Who, who are we hating, though? Let's um, go Yankees. Yankees is a good term, right? It's always, it's always good to say fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Fuck, fuck the Yanks. Yankees. Fuck them. 